Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Drive to Thrive show, the show all about being yourself, being your best and truly thriving in life, whatever that means to you. In today's episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the power of language and the incredible effects that it has on our mental and emotional state, our ability to achieve our goals and our lives as a whole where you're going to learn exactly how it is our language has such a great effect on all of these things and most importantly, get some practical tools that you can put into action right away to help you to use your language in more empowering ways so that you can be your best, achieve your goals and thrive. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. The power of language. If you have a think about it, absolutely everything in the known universe is made up of language, words and labels. Now you might say, whoa, hold on a minute Gary. This table here is made of wood. But if we take a step back for a second, the thing is called a table. And the stuff it's made of is called wood. And so we have words and labels to describe and name what these things are. If you have a look around you, go ahead wherever you are, have a look around you just now, absolutely everything that you can see, hear, feel, touch, smell and taste in your immediate environment, you have words and labels to name and describe what these things are. For example, maybe right now you can see a tree and if we look even closer, you can see a trunk, branches, leaves, maybe even the individual veins within these leaves. Maybe it's a house you can see. And if we look closer, we can see a roof, tiles, rivets, bricks, mortar. And so it doesn't matter to which level or depth of detail we go to or which level of abstraction we zoom out to. We have words and labels for absolutely everything within our known universe. And the reason that this is important is that the specific language we use has a great effect on our mindsets, on our emotions, on our physical and mental health, and so much more. In other words, our language controls our perception of our life, of our experiences of what is going on right here and now, which creates our whole physical, mental and emotional experience of life, overall and in the moment. Now, you might be going, okay, Gary, I see where you're going, but why is this something that I should care about? How is this important? Well, when it comes to being our best, achieving our goals, thriving, even just feeling healthy, happy and fulfilled, our language can have a great effect on that. And here's a few examples of exactly how. First of all, inside of our minds, we all have these things called internal representations. And internal representations are the mental movies, pictures, sounds, conversations and feelings that we create inside of our own minds and bodies to represent what it is that we see, hear and feel in the outside world. Like for example, if I say the word dog, 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 dog. I imagine that the vast majority of you have now pictured a dog, 
heard a dog, felt a dog, maybe even smelt a dog in your mind. And so just me using that word, that label, that piece of language, it's created an internal representation in your mind. And the words that we use can then affect, can influence and manipulate these internal representations. So for example, have a think about a goal you currently have. Any goal at all, doesn't matter how big, how small, whatever it is. If I ask you, how far away are you from achieving that goal? The specific words that I've used, how far away are you, stretch that timeline out in your mind, making your internal representation seem like it's a wee bit further away. Whereas if I was to ask you, how close are you to achieving that goal? All of a sudden you have a different internal representation where your timeline seems that wee bit shorter and the goal seems within more immediate sight. And so the specific language that we use can influence, manipulate and create the internal representations we have in our mind, which as I'm sure you can tell, has a great effect on our mental and emotional state, even our physical state and thus our ability to achieve our goals. Next, the language that we use can help to either intensify or de-intensify situations that we're in. Like let's say we're just going about our day, doing our best to get our work done, to achieve our goals, and something pops up that is a, you know, fire for a lack of a better expression, something we need to deal with there and then that's stopping us make immediate progress. We can look at that thing and go, oh my goodness, this is such a fucking disaster. And if we describe that thing as a fucking disaster, that's the internal representation we create. That's the way we think about that thing, we feel about that thing, and we respond to that thing. And thus, by calling it a fucking disaster, it feels like a fucking disaster to it. We think about it like it's a fucking disaster, and we make this thing potentially more intense than it needs to be. Versus if we said, huh, well, that's an inconvenience. We almost nominalize it. It's as if we're being sarcastic about it. It's almost as if we're playing it down. And in doing so, we have less of that immediate panicked reaction or stressed reaction or frustrated reaction because yeah, it's just an inconvenience. It's just a wee thing in the way. We can deal with it. And this has a dramatically different effect to the internal representation we create about this thing. Thus, we have a different physical, mental and emotional reaction to that outside stimulus. And thus, the ways in which we can respond to it are completely different. If we say it's a fucking disaster, we might be a bit stressed, flustered or frustrated. This might begin to release cortisol in our system, might be able to begin to shut down our focus or creativity, all these kinds of things. Whereas if we say, huh, it's just an inconvenience, we seem much more calm about it. Therefore, we might be able to think more clearly, logically, rationally and come up with more resourceful responses to that particular thing. And so in just a simple change in the language that we choose to use to describe the current situation going on, we can either intensify or de-intensify the thoughts and emotions we experience about that thing and thus our ability to react and respond to it in the ways which we want. Next, our language helps to control and influence the overall narrative. 
the overall narrative of what we're experiencing right here and now, the overall narrative of different seasons of our life, different goals, relationships, tasks, to-dos, and even our lives as a whole. For example, let's say that we have a goal we want to achieve, and let's say our goal is a complete health transformation. Let's say that we say it's going to take six months to do it. If our narrative about that goal is, this is really difficult, then the experience that we're going to have is that it's really difficult. Now, maybe it is something that's going to be challenging, maybe it's going to be something that is difficult, but is that way of describing it, is that language we're using the most resourceful language we could use to help us to have the mental and emotional response that we want to that goal? Because if we just say it's going to be really difficult, that's all it'll ever be. Versus if we were to say, this goal is challenging me to learn, develop and grow. All of a sudden, we have a completely different internal representation of that goal. We have a completely different mental and emotional reaction when we think about that goal. Because with the new language that we've used... We're still honouring the fact that it's challenging, we're still honouring the fact that it could be difficult, but instead of just going, this is really difficult, and leaving it at that, and that being the filter and lens that we see the whole experience through, instead we're saying, this is challenging me to learn, develop and grow, and thus we're honouring the fact that yes, it is challenging, but we're also honouring the things that we would like from ourselves, which are to learn, develop and grow and thus we're framing our language more positively about that goal about that experience to help elicit different mental and emotional reactions within ourselves that are going to allow us to show up how we want to show up and take the kind of actions which we want to take up next our language can control and influence our level of consciousness or awareness in any given moment and our level of consciousness or awareness then affects the level of mental and emotional resources we have available to us, which in turn affects the quality and quantity of action which we can take. The more conscious and aware that we are, the more mental and emotional resources we have available. The less conscious and aware we are, the less mental and emotional resources we have available to us. Now, how exactly do we go about doing that? One specific example is in the language that we use to describe our goals, tasks and to-dos. When we say to ourselves, I have to do something, we're implying that we have zero choice in it, that it's an obligation, that we're being forced to do it. And that's not true. We always, always have a choice. But by saying that we have to, when in actual fact we have a choice, we're lowering our consciousness, we're lowering our awareness, and this lowers the way in which we can think about it and the mental and emotional resources we have available to us. When instead, if we said, I choose to do this, we are honouring the full spectrum of the experience in that we do have a choice. And in recognising that we have a choice and honouring that in our language, we increase our level of consciousness and awareness and thus the mental and emotional resources we have available to us in that given moment and towards that given task or goal. Last but by no means least, with our language, every single one of us becomes a witch or a wizard casting spells all day long on ourselves and others without even realising that we're doing it. 
Let me give you an example. Let's say that we're walking down the street on a grey rainy day, which could be most days here in Glasgow, and you're walking down the street and someone stops you to get into a conversation. And in that conversation, someone looks up at the sky, looks back at you and goes, this weather's fucking depressing, isn't it? Well, if you smile and nod or say, yes it is, or agree in any way, shape or form, you have just accepted that statement they have said is true and had the spell cast upon you that this weather is fucking depressing. Which means, when you then walk away from that conversation, your day can either be a little bit or a lot more depressing, either consciously or subconsciously, because of the statement you accepted from that person. And thus, as we go about our days, the language which we use with other people casts spells on their experience. Even think back to the example I used earlier, if I ask you, how far are you from achieving your goal? Or how close are you to achieving your goal? Again, depending on the language you use creates the internal representation for that person and so everyone we meet we cast spells on them and either leave them with more positive or potentially more negative internal representations. And these are just a few of the many examples of the incredible power that our language has to influence and manipulate the experience of our lives. Which is why the power of language and the specific language which we use is so important. Because language is the coding that makes up our entire experience of life. Our language makes up our general perception of life which greatly affects our mental health. Our language creates our level of awareness and consciousness and thus the amount of resources we have access to in any given moment. This in turn affects the decisions that we do and do not make and the quality of those decisions. In turn, this affects the quality and quantity of actions which we take, which affects the quality and quantity of results we create in life, which of course overall creates the quality of our lives. And even when we get to the end of all these things and go our language comes all the way down to affecting the quality of our lives, the language which we use will also determine our ability to recognise and acknowledge the quality of life we have. Because we could have a quality of life that isn't too great, but if the language that we use is positive and grateful, then people can still have good mental health, can still live good lives, can still be satisfied and grateful, even if they were born into a situation with less opportunities and resources. Just the same as there could be people out there who have a great quality of life, but because of the specific language which they choose, they fail to recognise that, they fail to appreciate it, or they're more focused on some of the things that would make their life seem like it isn't that great at all. And so the language which we use is incredibly powerful. It is the building blocks of how we think, feel and experience our whole lives. So Gary, how can I go about using my language in more resourceful and empowering ways so that I can be, feel and perform my very best and achieve my goals? Great question. And I've got three practical tools for you you can put into action right away to help you do exactly that. Number one is simply to have a think about what kind of experience of life you would like to have. 
and I invite you to take a pause and do this right now. Just ask yourself the question, what kind of experience of life would I like to have? A joyful one, a difficult one, a scary one, a positive one, one full of abundance, adventure, whatever it is. Go ahead and just write down a single line on a bit of paper as to what kind of experience of life you would like to have. And then, once you've noted down the kind of experience of life you would like to have, have a think. What specific words and pieces of language are going to allow you to have that experience? And then make a list of all the different specific words and pieces of language you can use and start using those in and throughout your life. For example, for me, the experience of life I would like to have, I would like life to be fun, adventurous and playful. I also acknowledge that life can be difficult, but I acknowledge that in a positive way in that I'm developing the grit, resilience, discipline, endurance to get over life's challenges so that it can be playful, adventurous, fun, loving, abundant and all of these things. And so for me, although I acknowledge that life can be difficult and I am real about that and I embrace life's challenges, I like to keep a positive outlook. And so when someone asks me, how are you feeling? One way I might respond is fucking magic. Because to me, that's a wee bit playful. It's a wee bit funny. And also, who wouldn't want to feel magic? And when I say it, I feel fucking magic. And therefore, I feel playful, I feel fun, I feel positive. If we're experiencing difficulties in life, instead of going, this is really challenging or hard, we go, this experience is demanding a lot of me and it's really helping me to learn and grow. Again, although we're experiencing something hard, we're seeing it as an opportunity for our growth through the language which we're using to help us to describe it. So number one, Think about the kind of experience you would, of life you would like to have and then begin to list some of the words, labels and language you can use to help create that experience in your own mind. Number two is that in anything and everything that you do, recognise that you always have a choice. When we talk about our goals, tasks, to-dos and commitments, so often we can fall into using language like, I have to do this, I've got to do that, I need to get this done. And when we use that kind of language, we imply that we have absolutely zero choice in the matter, that we're some form of victim to some ominous outside force. And when we imply that we have no choice, this is very disempowering. It can make us feel obligated, stressed, overwhelmed, any one of a number of more negative states, which of course affects the quality and quantity of mental and emotional resources we have available to us. But here's the thing. There is absolutely nothing in life that you have to, need to, or have got to do. Now you might say to me, but Gary, I need to go to work on Monday. Well, here's the thing. No, you don't. You have a choice. You can choose not to go to work. You can choose to stay home and Netflix and chill. Your work probably won't be too happy about it. And if you keep it up, you might lose your job, but you still don't need to go to work. But here's the thing. If you want to keep your job so you can pay your bills, buy nice food, keep a roof over your head, pay for Netflix, if you want all of these things, then you want to go to work on Monday morning, but it's not a need. 
Now, okay, you might say to me, but Gary, I don't particularly want to go to work on Monday morning. But again, we can change the language and you can say, I choose to go to work on Monday morning. And the difference is when we say we have to, need to, or have got to do something, it implies we've got no choice. We disempower ourselves, make ourselves seem like some form of victim and put ourselves in the mindset that we're being obligated. But instead, if we say that we want to, we choose to, or we get to, we are recognising in that situation that we have a choice. That raises our level of awareness and consciousness, increases the mental and emotional resources we have available to us. Not only that, when we then make that choice, by recognising that we had a choice, we're recognising that we made a choice. And in recognising that we are making choices, that is an incredibly empowering thing. Because when we recognise that we turn up to work, when we recognise that we do the workout, when we recognise that we eat the healthy meal, when we recognise that we go to bed at a good time, we're recognising all these empowering choices that we're making, thus we're empowering ourselves because we're recognising the good which we do. But when we say we need to, have to, or have got to, we don't recognise our choice in the matter and thus it's less empowering, even disempowering throughout our whole lives. And so from here on out, every time you hear yourself say you need to, you have to, or you've got to, change that language out loud and in your head to I want to, I choose to, or I get to, and begin recognising the choices that you are making, increasing your consciousness, awareness, and access to resources, and thus transforming your experience of your goals. And in my personal experience, people who are on health and fitness journeys who say, I need to lose weight, I've got to lose weight. In my personal experience, these are the people that are yo-yoing up and down, on and off for years and struggling to lose that weight and keep it off. Whereas the people who say, I want to lose weight, I choose to lose weight, I'm going to lose weight, those are the people who do it, get it done and keep it off. Number three is to consciously and carefully choose the types of language we would like to use about any given situation ahead of time, or even to consciously and carefully reframe our language in the moment so that we can be, feel and act in the most resourceful ways possible to have and create the types of experiences and results we would like in our lives. For example, one that we used earlier, if something unexpected pops up that throws you off, sets you back or makes your day more difficult, instead of saying, fuck, this is a disaster, we could say, hey, this is inconvenient. Because here's the thing, both statements can absolutely be true, but both statements have a dramatically different effect on our internal representation and mental and emotional state and thus the quality and quantity of the resources and actions we then have available to us. Just like we could say, oh, this thing's really difficult, or we could say, this thing is really challenging me to be my best and to learn and grow. Both could be true, both create different experiences. And this doesn't just work for helping to de-intensify potentially negative situations, it also helps us to enrich positive ones too. Like for example, if we had a lovely day out with our friends and family and someone said to us, how was your day? We could say, yeah, it was good. Or we could say, it was a really fulfilling day. 
Again, both statements could be true, but both statements create different mental and emotional experiences. And this isn't about you becoming falsely positive, about denying any of life's difficult, negative or challenging experiences. It's not about trying to delude ourselves or be someone that we aren't. I invite you to be authentic with this, to choose the type of experience you would like to have in life, to think about who you would like to be, how you would like to show up, the ways in which you would like to deal with things to help you to achieve your goals and use the language that is best going to allow you to be that person, show up that way, create those experiences and achieve these results. Because remember, your whole life and your experiences are made up of the language which you use. So please consciously and carefully choose the language that is going to give you the life and experiences which you want. And this brings today's episode nicely to a close, where we've learned all about the power of language. Firstly, we learned that absolutely everything in our known universe is made up of words, labels and language, and that the specific language which we use to describe things has a massive effect on our mindsets, emotions and whole experience of life. From here, I then shared with you some specific examples of how it is our language affects us. Firstly, that our language helps to create, influence and manipulate our internal representations, which are the mental pictures, movies, noises, conversations and feelings which we create on the inside about our lives. Next, our language can help us to either intensify or de-intensify specific situations, experiences and emotions. Then, our language can help us to control the overall narrative of specific goals, tasks, to-dos, situations, relationships or even life as a whole. Next, our language can help us to either increase our level of consciousness and awareness or it can decrease it. And then last but by no means least, with the words that we use, we all turn into witches and wizards casting spells on ourselves and others all day, every day through the specific words that we use. From here, we then revisited our point of why our language is so important, because our language is the coding and building blocks that make up our entire experience of life and thus the quality of our lives. From here, I then shared three practical ways that we can start using our language in more resourceful and empowering ways. Number one is firstly to decide what kind of experience of life we would love to have and from here choose the specific words, labels and language that we could use to describe ourselves, life and experiences that are going to give us the experience of life we would like to have. Number two was to recognise that in anything and everything that we do, we always have a choice and to reflect that in our language. So instead of saying that we need to, have to or have got to do things, instead we say that we want to do something, we choose to do something or we get to do something and in doing so, raising our consciousness and recognising that we have a choice honouring and acknowledging that we are making these choices and thus building our confidence, self-esteem and positive momentum by allowing us to own the decisions which we're making. 
And then last, but by no means least, is to consciously choose the type of language we would like to use in specific situations, or even just to consciously and carefully reframe our language in the moment so that we can be, feel and act in the most resourceful ways possible in those situations to create the experiences and results that we would like to have. And so, for lack of a better expression, you've now taken the red pill. You understand the power your language holds and you know exactly what's going on when you use the specific words which you use. Now, it's up to you to decide. Do you choose to change nothing? Or do you choose to consciously craft your words resourcefully and empower yourself to be, feel and perform your very best? Make sure to tune in to next week's episode where we're going to be building upon this, learning about the power of the meanings and narratives we attach to our experiences. And of course, gaining even more practical tools to help you to take charge of this and thrive. Until then, take care, please be kind to others, and I'll catch you real soon. Peace.